Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Walter Ward, and I'm super excited to be bringing to you episode three of the Hell to the Chiefs podcast. Um, the podcast, Hell to the Chiefs, again, targeted towards the aspiring chief. We're all about helping you level up in your life, your profession, your career, your relationships, all that. And uh, today's episode, we're going to talk about how to make better decisions in business and life. And uh, decision making is one of those skills that's vitally important. Um, really, because if you think about it, there's no human activity that can evade decision making. It's uh, very critical to the functioning of any organization, your life, anything you can do. Decision making is a critical component of it, right? So the possibilities of attaining anything organizationally, professionally without being good at decision making is nearly impossible. Um, decision making is essentially the pathway to the future. Decisions vary in complexity, obviously. And because they're very in complexity, we need to be really good at making them. So I actually heard someone say that life is nothing more than decision points in the time between them where the results can be experienced. So um, I'll say that again. If you think about life in general, it really is an amalgamation of these key decision points and the time that we experience in between them that we feel the results. Right. So, I mean, in a very real visceral way, Life is little more than key decision points. And again, the time between them where the impact of the results are felt. So one of the big consulting firms says it this way, there are moments that matter and the moves you make in them. I thought that's so beautiful. It's poetic. It kind of gets to the, the art and the importance of decision-making. There are moments that matter and the moves that you make in them, right? So our ability to identify these moments that matter and how to systematically make decisions in them is critical, again, to our success, full stop, right? Again, not just in our career, but also in life. Um, because again, uh, these decision points and the choices we make in them is really kind of all that matters. And I just really wanna make that clarion clear, the ability to make decisions is a vital leadership skill. And what's interesting is that most of us, most people in general, they make decisions from a place of feeling, from a place of emotion as opposed to um, rationality. And that's uh, even true when we think we're being rational. A lot of times we're actually making decisions from a very emotional place, right? So again, uh, being able to identify these moments that matter, you know, the points in time where we have to make these key decisions and the decisions that we need to make in them is, is a, uh, a true skill. So. If that's true, the first key question then becomes, how do we know that we are in a moment that matters and how do we identify the true decision that we need to make in those moments? So the good news is that identifying moments that matter is actually pretty easy, although it's nuanced. Why the nuance? Because there's a big difference between a moment in which you need to make a decision, which happens daily, and a moment that is more consequential, a moment that matters, right? So for example, decisions around what you'll wear what you're going to watch on TV, what you're going to eat for breakfast. Those are all choices that we do that do matter over time. Right. So obviously, if you watch trash on TV all the time, um, you're going to have uh, a lower sense of mental health. Right. Um, if you uh, eat unhealthy things for breakfast over time, it's going to impact your body. Right. But um, those are all decisions that you make in key moments every day and you make them all the time. 
but they I wouldn't consider them um, moments that matter because moments that matter have more of an immediacy to them. And we'll get to, to how again, how do we identify those a little bit? But I um, just wanted to point that out. Right. So the cool thing is that um, decisions that we make um, daily. Right. What I've noticed from my own observation is that the best leaders tend to simplify those kinds of decisions or even automate them in some way. So, uh, again, I'm, I'm thinking back to when I attended business school at Emory University. Shout out to Emory University. I had a professor, David Panton, uh, from our private equity practicum class that wore the same all black Mandarin collar suit for each class. I mean, literally every day he'd wear the same black suit. And I always found it interesting because Professor Panton, a black man, is from Jamaica, right? Um, but it made complete sense to me as I remembered how Steve Jobs always wore a black turtleneck and jeans. And Steve Jobs' rationale for doing that was because it made his decision on what to wear each day much easier. So from the perspective of Steve Jobs, and I suspect from the professor, from the from the perspective of Professor Panton, Simplifying smaller decisions like what you're going to wear every day reserves brain power for higher level decisions, i.e. moments that matter. All right. So what are the characteristics that delineate a moment that matters from just a moment where a choice is required? Well, first, typically a moment that matters has emotions that surround it and emotions can cloud your focus if you let them sink in. So again, I want to say that typically moments that matter um, typically have some emotion around them and that emotion, if you're not careful, can cloud out your ability to make sound judgments. Also moments that matter typically have some sort of immediacy to them. They require urgency, right? Typically a moment that matters will require an allocation of your resources, albeit your time, maybe sometimes your energy or even your money. And what's interesting about that is that because it requires an allocation of your resources, that will mean that they can't be allocated in a way that may also matter. So in other words, the value of the decision that you make in a moment that matters is actually the sum of the decisions that you can no longer make as a result. So we'll think about that for a, sec- for a second. In a moment that matters, the value of the decision that you make can also be the sum of all the decisions that you can no longer make because of how you're allocating resources. And then lastly, a moment that matters also has the potential to shift you. It's monumental, not in such a way that you couldn't recover if you made the wrong call, but a moment that matters is like a freeway exit point. If you miss it, you can get off and and get off in one mile. That means that the moment matters less than if you were to miss it and the next exit is 50 miles up. Got it? So once we recognize the moment as one that matters, it's important to have a clear understanding of what the problem or true choice you are trying to make within that moment. I say true choice because emotions and distractions can cloud the real choice. For example, if you're in a relationship and you're having fun, but you ultimately want something more, but the end game in the relationship you're in hasn't been defined, you may think the decision is, you know, could be about should you leave or stay? But the real choice is about should you continue to waste time or not, right? See how when you pull your emotions out of it, the choice becomes more clear and becomes more clarion. It's helpful to be able to list the problem. Um, and I'll, I'll say this. Once you have identified um, the moment that matters and once you are thinking about what the true choice is, it's helpful to be able to list 
that question out as a statement. If you can clearly articulate the question that you're facing uh, in a statement that is fact-based, has low ambiguity, you are doing it right. So, once you know the choice, right? Once you're able to list it out as this statement that's fact-based and has low ambiguity, the key question then becomes, what's the best way to make the choice, AKA, AKA solving the problem? I mean, that is the name of this episode, how to make better decisions. So I'm gonna give you a few approaches on how to make tough choices, but before we get there, there are two things that you should always do. So again, I wanna say it again, I'm gonna to get to the various approaches that you can use to solve a problem, but no matter what, there are two things that you should always do. Number one is relax. Relax because you need to get out of your emotions. You need to be clear and calm if you're gonna make good choices. You need to be able to emotionally see the battlefield and get rid of the fog of war. Um, this could mean spending time in prayer like it does for me. It could mean doing something like yoga. It could be going for a run, talking to your friends, all the above. The punchline here is just get in a good, good place emotionally, right? Number two is to list out all the assumptions about the problem. Right. So this includes what you think the worst and best case scenarios are about the choices you would be in. Um, it could be, you know, things about, hey, you know, if you make this decision, it means that you can no longer do this. Um, if you go here, it means you can no longer go here, go there. I mean, really list out all the assumptions that you have about the various impacts of the choices that you make. And once you list them all out, you want to challenge them. So ask yourself, am I being honest with myself? So most of us have a tendency to go over index towards a doomsday scenario, or some of us really see the world, um, you know, through rosy colored glasses. Uh, and reality is usually not at those poles, but it's somewhere in between. So a lot of times when we're facing a choice, we have a tendency for some of us to be overly negative. You're thinking about, you know, uh, you know, the worst case scenario is something that's going to definitely happen. And again, for some of us, we think the opposite way. We always think things are going to work well. So a lot of times when you get yourself into an emotionally good place and you list out all the assumptions you have about the choices that are facing you um, and you start to challenge them, you can get a real clear picture of what reality, you know, actually looks like when it comes to the impacts. Now, once you're able to do those two things, so relax and list out all the assumptions you have about the, the problem or the choice that you're facing, um, you can actually start to use a decision-making framework. And I'm gonna talk about two today. The first is something that I call the push-pull method. Um, and it's actually a, a, you know, a framework that I got from a book called The Decision Book. And we'll talk more about that later. Um, but here's how the push-pull method works. Um, so you want to close your eyes. You want to imagine yourself standing in a dark room with your feet planted securely on the ground. I mean, securely, like you're in perfect balance. Nothing can move you. You're planted securely in this dark room. But around your waist are two ropes. One rope is pulling you towards one answer, and the other rope is pulling you away from that answer. Right? So this particular framework is gonna be great if you have binary decisions. So things like, should I do this or should I do that? 
Should I stay here or should I leave? Should I pursue this course of action or not? You get the picture. This, this is the kind of framework you want to use for that. But as you imagine yourself, think out loud, what is pulling you towards one answer versus another? Write those down, speak them out loud, pray about them. Then take note of which side feels like it won, right? So again, you're imagining yourself planted in this room. There's two ropes tied around you. One is pulling in one direction. The other is pulling in the other. And you want to actually start to think out loud. Think about what's pulling you towards one answer versus pulling you away from, from it. Write it down. Speak them aloud. Talk to your friends. Pray about them. And then center yourself and kind of take note of which side feels like it won. Choice made. Simple framework. It's really nothing revolutionary, but it's just the application of your Im imagination and how you're articulating uh, what's pulling you or towards one answer, or keeping you to stay or keeping you to stay in one area. So the next framework is called the BCG two by two. So BCG stands for Boston Consulting Group, which is one of the most prestigious and earliest management consulting firms in existence. And its popular framework is great for prioritizing or evaluating several choices. So again, the first one was really, hey, you only have two choices. This framework I'm gonna talk about now is great for when you have multiple, uh, multiple options to evaluate. Got it? So here's how it works. You're gonna take a sheet of paper and you're gonna divide it into four quadrants. In the upper right quadrant, write the words easy to do and high impact. In the bottom left quadrant, you're gonna write the words hard to do and low impact. In the bottom right quadrant, you're gonna write the words high impact but hard to do. And in the last quadrant, you're gonna write easy to do but low impact. Now that you have these quadrants, you're gonna literally think about the various options that you're facing, and you're gonna plot them on this two by two based on how easy they are to implement and how much impact that they're gonna have in your life. So impact could be, you know, and these things are replaceable. So impact could be replaced with how much money something's gonna make or um, ease, easy to do could be substituted with complexity. I mean, you can look at, you know, a problem in any one of, you know, various domains and on various planes, but uh, the exercise here is to actually use this two by two to plot a series of options. And once you have those options plotted, simply stack rank them from best option to worst. And that's how you choose, right? Simple as that. So again, first framework is the push pull. Second framework is the BCG two by two. Um, I can go on and on. There's a bunch of different frameworks I can talk about. Um, but these are all coming from the book uh, called The Decision Book. It's written by a, a guy named uh, Mikhail Krogeris. And it has these frameworks along with 48 others. And it's really great to kind of, you know, think about how to solve problems and make better choices. It's a great book to, to use frameworks to do that. And uh, hopefully in this particular episode, these frameworks are helpful for you. Um, as you make decisions in life and in work. And um, if you're enjoying this podcast, I would love for you to do three things specifically. Thing number one is actually review this. So 
uh, in the Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts or however you listen to this. I would love it if you could just review it. Give me five stars. Talk about how awesome it is. Right. That's thing number one. Thing number two is actually share this podcast. If you're really enjoying it, if you think that what I'm saying has some value, go ahead and share this podcast. Share it with, you know, colleagues at work. Share it with uh, your friends. Share it with your family. Um, But I really would appreciate if you would share this. And the third and final thing that I would love if you did, uh, if you're enjoying this podcast, is actually hop on to Twitter or Instagram and give me a follow. And let me know. Um, and that's at Walt Ward three at W A L T W A R D. The number three, um, give me a follow. Let me know how you're enjoying it. And, uh, was saying that I will catch you on the next episode.